0: The sun's not always out, and the wind's not always blowing, so we need some way to store energy. And uh, I think the thought is, okay, we need batteries. Well, batteries kind of have their own costs. Uh, what Packetize is doing is using stuff that's already in the home to solve this problem, right? So you would need a hot water heater. Well, let us make it smart for you and help the grid. Okay, you want to buy an EV? That's awesome, you know? Let us help you manage the charging of that to help the grid.
1: From Vermont Center for Emerging Technologies, it's Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. Today we sit down with Jeff Rolick, co-founder of Packetized Energy, a Vermont company that is making distributed energy clean, affordable, and easy to use. Welcome, this is Sam Roach-Gerber.
2: And Dave Bradbury.
1: Recording from the Consolidated Communications Technology Hub in downtown Burlington, Vermont. Today's episode is brought to you by the Vermont Small Business Development Center. Hi, Jeff.
0: Hi, Sam. How are you doing?
1: So good. It's great to see you.
0: Great to see both of you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good to
2: see, and um, I'm just so pleased to meet with you, and we're not in a basement.
0: Yes, and we're in person.
2: We're in person. Yes. Yes.
1: Welcome. What what a delight. Um, Well, I think we should just start off real simple here. What is Packetized Energy?
0: Oh, that's probably the hardest question. Uh, (laughs) We
1: got time. I'll give you lots of time for that one.
0: Excellent. So Packetized Energy is a company that is trying to make um, it easy for the demand on the grid to match the supply. So if you think about um, devices in people's homes, they kind of operate automatically and according to their own needs. But the grid also is operating according to its needs, right? And as we try to bring in more and more renewables, what's happening is that supply is varying a lot more than can be controlled. So what we need to do is figure out how to match the demand to the supply. And that's where Packetized Energy comes in.
1: You're such a professor. That was such a delightful, clear description. Did my hand motions
2: help out? (laughs) Total one-on-one. So because unlike our light switch at home that has instant on, instant off, the grid, which is sort of like the matrix living in the background, it constantly needs to have supply and demand equalized or the wires don't do what they're supposed to. Is that part of the backdrop?
0: Yes, exactly. And we saw that in Texas in February. Right, uh, hmm. The supply was having issues, but the demand was still there and bad things happened and you know, some people died. It was a real catastrophe. So um, what we are trying to do is not manipulate or co- coordinate your light switch, but there's things in your homes that can be coordinated without you really knowing the difference. For example, we started off working with hot water heaters. Now everybody wants to make sure they get a hot shower, right? But you don't necessarily care that it's turned on at this instant or not because it's a huge reservoir. It's a big thermal battery, right? And so what we've been able to show is that we can co- coordinate the cycling of the uh, hot water heater so that it operates when electricity is cheap and available and you know, from renewables and doesn't operate when the electricity is like being on diesel power or the prices are high. Brilliant.
2: Awesome, awesome. So, who are your who are your customers today? And are they the same as the
0: early years? Because what year were you founded? So we were started in two thousand sixteen. Um, we're spun out from the University of Vermont, and uh, right now we started off with pilots in in Vermont. So GMP and Burlington and Green Mountain Power, sorry, and <laughs> Burlington Electric Department were uh, early contracts, and they're still working with us. Uh, We're now with uh, two other utilities in Vermont. Uh, We have a new project in the state of California, which is super exciting. It's going to show us uh, we're going to be able to move to a larger scale of deployment of devices. I'd say,
2: I mean, they're basically their own country. Basically, yeah. (laughs)
0: What, they're the sixth largest economy in the world or something ridiculous like that. Uh, And we also have a new project in New York. And we have a small project in Canada. So I think there's seven or eight in total at this point.
1: And it's primarily with... um like is is there a certain size customer that to, that it needs to be to make sense or
0: yeah so uh our technology really starts having benefit when we're controlling in the megawatts of flexibility so that's about 2000 devices uh we don't have any projects at this point that are at that scale they're all still in pilot phases but we have projects that we see growing to those in the next year or so and the California, and there's also a new New York project. Those would definitely be in the thousands of devices. Got so it.
1: exciting. And, and you know, you said you sort of started in Vermont and yeah. sort of grew from there. Yeah. Um, what does the sales strategy look like there? You know, is it sort of pilot to pilot or
0: yeah, at this moment is pilot to pilot yeah. uh, and to grow those pilots to uh, larger scale projects. Um, But uh, we're hoping that, uh, again, keep mentioning the California project, but, uh, you know, showing the the system working at the scale uh, should be pretty awesome and it should accelerate our sales cycles.
1: So exciting. And hopefully we'll make it easier down the line, right? You're kind of doing the work up front.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. And the pilots in Vermont have been great because it's, you know, the utility has been really... um, Forgiving of us, uh, you know, we're a startup. We make mistakes. We do dumb things, uh, but uh, you know, the product we have out now is really good, uh, and we're moving beyond hot water heaters to EV chargers to uh, HVAC systems to battery systems. So, I'm yeah. sure
1: you can't help yourself, but but try it out on on all kinds of devices.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I have a, a space heater in my in my office, and I have our original one of our first. Hot water heater controllers on it, Amazing. so it's been there for four years and it's still working. You there know, you go, awesome, yeah.
1: That's definitely a pilot. Um, I think you know it. it it's worth a quick shout out just to GMP. They are yeah. such an entrepreneurial organization, and I, Dave and I, I think, have lost fingers to count how many startups they've helped sort of figure stuff out and try stuff and and create sort of a safe space for that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we love organizations like that.
0: Yeah, they were great. They, uh, after being in VSET for a while uh, back in the day, we moved over to uh, GMP for a year or so. Uh, they had an uh, innovation space, Inspire Space, they called it, and uh, but then uh, we're. We're a hardware and software team, right? And so we definitely had like a lot of hardware out. They're kind of junking up their space, so yeah. we had to find our own home.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember a couple dozen teapots that were proxies for water <laughs> heaters all synced together. It was—I I have a photo of it. It was so great. These like yeah, bright I green still use that teapots. video.
0: <laughs> it's like it really kind of explains so the whole thing. So I want to make
2: sure our listeners really get get this. So mm-hmm. there's there's hardware and sensors and devices mm-hmm. that would attach to. Um, an in-home device like a water heater or a, or a charger, for example. So you could control via your software, and your sort of cloud platform, hundreds of these devices or thousands of these devices in order to to either pull supply or I guess reduce demand or or to allow demand to to flow based upon the, the needs of the grid. Is that fairly? It's okay to correct me because I I literally... I'm going to correct you a little bit. (laughs) Just enough to be dangerous. Yeah.
0: No, the the general idea is there. Uh, uh, We started off and we still are building some hardware because devices just weren't smart enough. Uh, Our first market was retrofitting dumb hot water heaters, so we built the smart thermostat for them. But as you know, smarts are being put in everywhere. So what we hope and we envision is that... Uh, we will basically be a small piece of code sitting on a smart device, so it. that would eliminate. So IoT
2: has ne- caught up yep. and evolved since since yeah. this, this all began. Yeah,
0: okay. things are moving quickly, and uh, you know, so
2: that's
1: that's pretty cool. But but you maintain that sort of special sauce that yep. that that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so we can we've pretty much hacked about any device, uh, any type of device that's out there that can be controlled. So. Um, yeah, nice. our lab is pretty sweet. Well, have I, I, have a, I have an 8-track
2: stereo <laughs> out here from probably the 70s, and I'm, I may put you up to that challenge. Okay. So, <laughs> right. so um, Packetized Energy was born um, out of the EVM sphere. Can you just talk yeah. about how it was formed, who came together, because there are, are three of you as co-founders.
0: Yep. yep. So uh, it's myself, Jeff Rolick, uh, Paul Hines, and Masa Almasaki. And how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, starting back in maybe 2009, 2010, uh, I was working with a student uh, trying to, let me just back up a little bit. Uh, So I'm not a power systems person. Uh, My background's in wireless communications. And what I was interested in is how you can coordinate when a, Uh, say, thousands of devices that are deployed out there uh, coordinate over a wireless channel. And there's technologies that are out there, but they're all very much energy uh, intensive, right? You're either devices have to listen to be polled or there's some sort of schedule that you're forcing on things. And what I was trying to do is come up with a way where a device would say, "Okay, I'm going to send data because my data is important and uh, I don't need to be coordinated otherwise. I could just go silent, and that would allow me to save my battery. So I came up with these algorithms with my student. And uh, Paul was on the committee of the student. And after one of the meetings, uh, he says, well, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if you could adapt these algorithms to controlling electric vehicle charging, because I'm really concerned about you know, if we have a whole bunch of electric vehicles out there, transformers and infrastructure being damaged, because Paul's into the grid resiliency type thing. So we wrote a few papers on it, because that's what academics do, and uh, you know said, OK, that's fine. Uh, then we hired Masa Amasaki uh, to join UVM. And he was looking at what we're doing, and he says, OK, this is kind of cool, but you could do more than this. You can control things in the grid as a whole and make sure the grid is resilient. And so he wrote a very awesome proposal to uh, Department of Energy's ARPA, Advanced Research Arm, arpa and uh, UVM was one of only 12 uh, teams that were selected out of this highly competitive program. Wow. And um, at that time, Paul and I had filed some patent stuff on the, on the algorithms, and uh, since we had that IP in place, we said, well, why don't we start a, a company in parallel to this RPE project because commercialization is eventually what RPE wants anyway. Let's just start now instead of at the end. So uh, Packetize started in 2016, I think I mentioned, and, um, and we've grown from there. So um, I think I lost track of what I was saying there. <laughs> no, it was,
2: well, it was sort of a lead-in of, of really trying to understand what you learned trying to take three academics and, and become entrepreneurs. Yep. And maybe you started out that way, but you know, what sort of tension is there between academia and then business and the expectations around that like yeah what have you learned where what, you know that i think is the sweet stuff right? yeah we yeah. We, okay. we work with a
1: lot <laughs> lot of folks commercializing at evm mm-hmm. mostly very early stage so i think like you're you all have made it past the hurdle, right? The yeah. hardest part of like, how do you how do you birth it out of this? So I would love yeah. to hear about that part, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think at the beginning you you mentioned accidental entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I think that's, <laughs> I would put us in that category. Uh, I think one thing that uh, we've learned is that an academia, and I don't want to tout our own horns or anything, but we're all about kind of peer review and poking holes into things. And I think we're maybe too honest for business. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) You know, if something doesn't work, we'll just say, yeah, it's not really working so well versus, you know, we're in some meetings and it's like, wait a minute, we know that's not working. And yet they say in his heart. So I think, you know, I don't think we've changed our behavior, but, you know, it's, it's maybe why where we are, where we are. Is that you know we want to make sure things are solid and you know the, that the all...
2: hustler gene doesn't come naturally right the, the hacker yeah. the hipster and the hustler are the other are personas yeah
0: so I don't think my mutton chops might be helping with the hipster <laughs> side but uh, yeah we, the hustling is uh, yeah and so,
2: has has UVM been supportive like yep. you've been doing this long enough that you've you've seen a couple of presidents a few VPs of research different programs and and you know has the culture been supportive or improved around packet ties because we, you know, we work with Benchmark Space as another yeah. example, ThinkMD and, and a number of others. So I've, just from your perspective.
0: Yeah, I, uh, they've been very much hands off. I mean, it's a, it's a complicated situation in our case because we're all three in the same department. Uh, I'm the chair of the department. Uh, Paul, CEO of the company, you know, you know, there's whole conflict of interest infrastructures in place. And, you know, we're just like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, anyone have problem with that? And, you know, it's all been good. So, um, yeah, so university has been, been great. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, technology transfer office has been, uh, super helpful with us. Um, um, yeah, it's,
1: Is there anything like logistically you'd recommend early on? I'm just like I have a couple of case studies in my head of folks that we have worked with recently. But like, you know, from a from a legal perspective, right, when you all were putting in all this time and work and like, was there a moment where you're like, "Ooh, we should probably get our ducks in a row here um, and and how you went about that process?
0: Yeah. So uh, we kind of took care of all that paperwork at the get go. Mm -hmm. uh, And you know, knock on wood. I can't knock touch anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, touch please anything. don't. Um, you know, uh, you know, everything's, we work really well together and we have a really great team and, uh, you know, uh Everyone knows we're in a challenging position to make it as a company, but, you know, the spirits are good, and yeah.
2: You've been working at it uh, for a while now. Like, I, I yeah. do recall uh, the, the three of you would show up and go down into the, that quiet room at Farrell Hall, yep. where BISA had a facility for 10-plus years. Yep. And uh, I, always, I never quite knew what they were doing, because it was <laughs> sort of a soundproof room, and I was yeah. like... I was like, it's going either really bad or really well. Like, so.
0: <laughs> well, I think most days it was not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was the Monday meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cone of silence sort yeah, of, of thing. You, know, uh, you know, we're, we're learning, and uh, uh, you know, I think if you look industry-wide, uh, we're known as a company. Uh, people know what we're doing. Um, uh, I think people are watching us. Uh, think a lot of utilities aren't quite ready to make the leap. Um, but, you know, people know us. So it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, our three people from a very small department are yeah. basically playing at the national level uh, in terms of the, you know, the cutting edge of grid flexibility, which is kind of the the buzzword for the area we're in
1: yeah so there's one thing we you and i talked a little bit about but i wanted to to ask you sort of again on air here um is just how you've been able to balance being an academic being a professor even the chair of the department (laughs) and a founder and i think you know i often say to folks it's nearly impossible to do both um but here you are so any any sort of like you know, tips maybe or, or things that you've been able to figure out to make that work?
0: Well, uh, fortunately, all of us are morning risers. So our Slack dialogue starts before 6. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, Mass and Paul are late <laughs> wakers. or They go to bed late. So their dialogue continues into after midnight. So, uh, yeah, a lot of hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, the we've been in academia long enough uh, that a lot of the things that we're doing – um, you know, don't take the extra hours that they did in the early days. Uh, you know, um, you know, our, our teaching, we've taught these courses before and, you know, we're very comfortable of knowing where the students are going to struggle or not. And, you know, uh, can come in with a set of confidence, I guess, into yeah. the classroom and, uh, really, um, help the students learn. Uh, we all have established research programs, um, you know, so we know how to run that business, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that frees, frees up so much time, right, <laughs> to work on the company.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And that you're all in the same department, too. I bet the communication right. sounds like it's a key piece. Yep.
0: So Paul actually took a leave a year ago to become full-time CEO of the company. So, uh, awesome. you yeah. know.
1: And he got that past the department head, okay? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the chair was,
0: was concerned, but you know, yeah. he let it slide. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about intellectual property yep. and maybe some some do's and don'ts, or you know, how soon should you invest the time and energy to, to document, file, do expenses, you know, mm-hmm. expenses, make the investment? Yeah. You know, anything you, you you in retrospect that you've done that you wish you had delayed or waited that might help the next person.
0: Um I would say uh find a really good patent attorney and advocate for a patent attorney. I think that's the probably the one mistake we made at the beginning is that we really didn't know what was a good attorney or not. Uh so we're working with a local firm now. Can I name them? Sure. Okay. DRM. And they're <laughs> they've been great. I love DRM. Yeah. So right. yeah. Who who who's Kevin. It? Kevin, great. Yeah, yeah. Great team. Yeah. So um yeah, so um, Kevin McGrath if you want to edit that yeah. in. <laughs> Don on Martin, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll we'll hit them
2: up for sponsorship. There
0: go. Oh know. totally. Are you kidding me?
1: I think we've got multiple episodes that we could totally get them to sponsor. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, so they've been great and how uh, do you know excuse me, let's yeah. just dive on that. How do you know they're they're good
2: or good enough for what you're doing? Like what questions did you wish you had asked or maybe figured
0: out to ask well, a little bit? I late? think the key thing is being responsive right Um, you know I think if you know you have someone that interacts with you and is responsive to your questions and if they don't come back with the right thing you know they're going to turn around things quickly that makes all the difference if people go dark or you know ghost you or whatever the the phrase is these days uh, that becomes that becomes problematic and you know you're kind of left there with things that you're not happy with and then you know you're kind of stuck so uh, yeah having a yeah, and I think it's true in anything right working with students or working with faculty or whatever if you have you know if the expectation is that people will address your concerns quickly, yeah. you know get it off the table and move mm-hmm. on so um yeah, and so in terms of i p that's that's been great as of yeah you know, now, so that's awesome yeah
1: um so this is a bit- bit of a backtrack question, I guess, but what are your current product offerings? And, and how did they come about?
0: Okay, so our, uh, our platform, which would be, I guess, bought by mm-hmm. the utility, is called Nimble. Mm-hmm. So Nimble is a cloud-based platform that looks at signals from the grid and then coordinates the devices. And the way our technology works is that we're not telling devices what to do. They're asking us whether they can turn on or not. And the, the name packetized energy comes from the fact that our, our technology is inspired by the way data is communicated through uh, the internet. You don't send one big file as a string of bits. That big file gets chunked into small packets. And small packets are easier to coordinate in a channel or in a shared resource like the grid or the internet uh, than a very large packet. All right. So, um, I forgot the question. <laughs> I went down that rabbit No, hole. just
1: the um, product offerings. Oh, yeah, the yeah. product offerings. Okay, <laughs>
0: so, so Nimble is uh, kind of the interface between the grid and the homeowner's device, right? And so um, that is one offering. Now, within Nimble, we have uh, several modules, we call them, um, for lack of a better words, that do different things for the grid. So uh, one thing utilities are interested in is making sure things don't turn on when prices are high in the summer. So there's like a summer peak. Right? And so between 5 and 8 in the evening, pretty much any day in the summer, is a potential for that to be the summer peak in which the utilities have to pay a lot of money for any energy they use. So uh, we have the ability to basically keep things from turning on during that period of time. Right? So that's kind of like a, or a, a big switch to kind of make sure things don't turn on. Uh, Where Packetized Energy, and there are a lot of companies that are providing that service, uh, where Packetized Energy comes in is uh, coordinating things on a faster and shorter time scale. So as prices spike, we can immediately, okay, coordinate things off, right? And uh, so we have another module called Load Shaper, which if you envision, I'm moving my hand up and down, Mm -hmm. right? We can basically control the, the load in this up and down uh, way, right, in very time, short time scales. Uh, and then we have a couple other modules that are associated with Nimble. Now, on the consumer side, uh, we have our Mellow smart thermostat for hot water heaters. Uh, so, if you have a old style, dumb hot water heater, you can buy one of these and connect to our Nimble platform. Um, we have uh, a solution for EV chargers, uh, two different companies at this point. Uh, we're, coordinating uh, some smart thermostats. These aren't released in the market yet, but we've kind of got beta programs on those. Uh, We have some Mitsubishi mini-split systems out in the field that are running on our platform. So um, we're just waiting for the right project to bring these to the market.
1: And so on the consumer side, that's that's awesome. It's really cool. Um, On the consumer side, are there any incentive programs um, for for some of those devices?
0: So uh Burlington Electric Department has a program with the E V chargers, electric vehicle chargers, that uh if you don't charge between I think it's noon and ten in during the day, uh, and you charge any other time, you pay less for your electricity. Great. And so we have a pro you know, that's an incentive, right? I think the, the price you pay is like half the normal rate or something like that. Amazing. Yeah.
1: So it's coming along.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think uh, you know, part of the problem, not the problem, part of the challenge to rolling out these systems to consumers is what are the incentives? Right. And so uh, we're working on an app that uh, allows consumers to learn more about the problem and why we're trying to solve it. Uh, it allows a way to take whatever savings they may get and instead of keeping it for themselves, which may be only like 50 bucks a year, uh, contribute it to a cause. Right. So if you can think about, hey, here's a community that's interested in this particular charity. Here's a way we can raise, you know, several thousands of dollars uh, by just contributing our savings from this program, which is running and I don't really notice it happening. Right. And, and fifty
1: dollars a year is that you wouldn't really likely notice anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you know, some people that's a lot of money. Individually, and it's important. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for a lot of people, you know. know they're not going to do something for 50 bucks but they'll do something for 50 bucks of good consciousness right right? exactly
2: (laughs) so you know as i heard you talking about the nimble and the other Mm -hmm. solutions it it seems like you have a lot of solutions but you're still waiting for the the big market adoption yes and so does that seem closer
0: today i think yes it does seem closer uh i think you know the new administration helps (laughs) um You know, uh, I think there's a refocus on, you know, clean energy. Um, You know, I think, unfortunately, the situation in Texas helps to bring this to people's minds that, okay, we need some way to deal with stuff like this, because right now what we're doing isn't working. Um, Crossing crossing
1: our fingers isn't isn't working.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be working. So, uh, you know, but it is, you know, it is. It's a change for a very established business, the utilities. And so, um, you know, but, you know, we see the trajectory is in the right direction.
2: I think um, yesterday's unveiling of, or last night, of the Ford's F 150 yeah. electric pickup truck is a game changer. It is, it's the most popular vehicle. Its use cases yep. are, are amazing as backup power to a home in Texas, as, as an on the site source of power. So, yeah. I, uh,
0: and Biden floored it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, four point three seconds or yeah.
2: something. So, um, so as as a company that was born out of sort of research and mm-hmm. smarts and problem solving, well in advance of an established market, nascent to 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 be forming, like how do you how do you fund that time? How do you how do you bootstrap it or or you know what was sort of your philosophy or or experiences with with capital raising
0: yep so uh relatively early on we've uh had some good believers our our investors so uh, vermont works was a part of that um and so uh that gave us the initial boost to say that okay this is a real thing people believe in it let's go um coming from academia we know how to write proposals to the federal government and uh that's been also very good so um i mentioned the arpa e award to uvm Uh, we were out of those 12 teams uvm was only two one of two teams that got supplemental funding uh, for that particular project because we were commercial through packetized. we were commercializing so out of that follow-up funding packetized got a chunk uh, we now have uh, federal grants from uh, Argonne National Lab, and uh, we had a grant from the National Science Foundation that went to the company. So uh, we've been extending our runway and building our technology team through uh, federal funding.
2: Right, which is non-dilutive, right? Non-dilutive, Which, which is yeah. really nice uh, yeah. to go there. And, um Sam?
1: Well that uh, just reminded me when you are talking about um, early believers y- you all have a very impressive group of advisors
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I'm kind of blown away that they, they're willing to hang out with us. Totally <laughs>
1: and, and that honestly is one of the most common questions we get from early stage entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is like how do I build my advisory board and yeah. um, how does that come together and I think there's a, you know that panic of like I have to get as many people as possible and they all have to be yeah. brilliant and amazing and mm-hmm. That's really not usually how it works. Yep. Um, so I'd love to hear your experience there.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to totally credit uh, Paul and Mass for that because uh, they're the ones that are known in the field. And uh, uh, again, I'm not in the power systems area. That's that's not my uh, wheelhouse. Um, yeah, so uh, Paul is is super awesome and he's super well known. Uh, you know, in the power system industry, uh, even before packetized. Um, yeah, so I think people just like to hear what he has to say and uh, want to help out. You know, people know this is a problem.
1: Likeability yeah. goes a long way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's why I'm not CEO. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I think it's a, a real big coup to get um, Tim Healy involved yeah. too, who who's the founder of Anernoc. Um. Yep.
0: Fun I
1: fact, think- by the way. Uh, my one of my first college internships was at enter so i do nice. have some demand response experience Ooh. i'm gonna
2: okay. raise that fun fact with oh uh, okay. tim, tim tim Hilly was an associate moment? at commonwealth capital and we were pitching a company up here called collector online and he ended up passing and mm-hmm. i was uh, thrilled to see him maybe a decade later and Remind him of that meeting. And <laughs> he's like, "Whatever." I'm like, "We sold it to Time Warner for cash. And it worked out." But um, and I also recall him saying that Burlington Electric, I think, was Enternox's first customer. Oh, nice! Like right? So that that sort of you know to your point about GMP, but actually Burlington Electric yeah. is really um, open to yep. pilot to trying again with the broader goal around yep. climate and other initiatives. So I do give the city a bunch of props yep. for for that activity there.
0: Yeah, so BED was our first follow on contract. So they were okay. actually our first pilot that we put hard- hardware out in the field, which, you know, it was amazing they allowed us to do it. But uh, it was great. It showed that. But we you were- need those early believers yep. to,
2: to take a risk. And I think that's yep. where Vermont's community and smallness yep. really matters that you can yep. talk with the executives or the chief engineers and, and they can find a yep. quiet little corner to yep. let your magic work. See experiment and
1: are following Dave's number one piece of advice, I believe, which is to use your customer's money, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, de- to develop a product. Yeah. Um, so one thing I just want to ask about is like, it, you know, we talked a little bit about IOT and how quickly that's changing yeah. and moving. And obviously renewable energy is set, moving at a similar pace. Mm-hmm. How are you all staying up to date and making sure that you're still sort of cutting edge?
0: Yeah. So we're hiring awesome people. Uh, so we have uh, a hardware team, um, they're both local UVM grads, uh, but they were out in industry for like over a decade and, uh, wanted to change and wanted to do, you know, work on energy related problems. So, uh, they're really into the IOT stuff and yeah, so yeah, they're making it happen.
1: Hiring the right people is very important. And how big is your team now?
0: So we're about a dozen people between full-time and contractors. Uh, and then we also contract out some of our software work. So, yeah.
2: Great. All right. I, we get the tissues out, but can you think of a couple mistakes that, that you as founders made that you you say, oh, God damn, I wish I had known this. Or just this is your chance to pay it forward to yeah. the Well, to you the didn't tell me
0: I could swear. I could yeah. say, I've <laughs> the last 45 minutes. Um, we, we've had it all set on this show. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think just acting too slow sometimes and making a decision that we, in our gut, we knew we needed to make, but we knew it was going to be painful and we just didn't know what the outcome would be. But, um, yeah, so I think in the early days, that's, that was probably it. I think now we're more of a, okay, we know we can recover, uh, if we make a bad decision, so let's just make the decision and see what happens. Um, yeah, so I think clinginess. That? <laughs> <laughs> clinginess, we can. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and maybe just recognizing that it's not always, uh, you know, we're from, we believe in the technology. I mean, even after five years, we, we believe in it more now than ever because in addition to all the packetized mm-hmm. stuff, UVM's still been doing research on it. And you know, we're showing that this stuff can to really do awesome stuff uh, in a way that's way um, faster and computationally light than alternatives that we know of. So, uh, yeah, we very much believe in the technology, but, you know, the business is not about the technology, right? So we have to sometimes put, you know, our baby aside to move the business forward, yeah.
1: yeah. I think that's, you know, one of the the downsides of starting in academia is that, you know, the timelines are <laughs> much longer than in a startup, and yeah. so you kind of have to make that shift. And, yeah. and,
2: and clinginess, as you phrased it, might be, I mean, part of it's fear of the unknown, yeah. right? Or Maybe there were personnel decisions that are just tough to make or strategy. Do we spend? Do we wait? Do we yep. you know hire or not people for the summer? And those are those are brutal. I mean they all look easier in the rearview mirror, so yep. that's pretty unfair question to ask, but <laughs> I get to ask it anyway.
0: Yeah, it's your show. <laughs> um
1: so you talked about um, Burlington Electric and, you know, obviously um, GMP and UVM. Mm-hmm. Any other, like, partnerships that have been or, like, maybe resources that have been particularly helpful for you all?
0: Uh, so we have a partnership with a, a, a small, smallish company out of Maine called Nile, and they build hot, uh, heat pump hot water heaters that are more on the commercial side. And so uh, that's been really nice for us because it's been a way for us to – um, we rip off Intel, I guess, and say that we're packetized inside. And so we have a little board that sits inside their, their system. So I think that's, that's been a nice little collaboration. Uh, uh, Vermont Electric Co-op has also been really awesome. Um, you know, they're rolling out, uh, they're using and actually helped fund the development of a, a tool we call Grid Solver that uh, we initially said, okay, this is, would just be kind of a nice way to understand what's going on in your grid, but now we're, like, based on their input, is allowing us to say, oh, this could actually be a really awesome uh, planning tool for utilities. So that you say, hey, what's going to happen to this particular feeder if, you know, five houses put solar on the roof, right? How's that going to impact the balance of the grid and stuff like that? So, I mean, this is where, like, Paul's background is really coming in awesomely to develop this tool. Um, I saw a demo of it for the first time the other day, and I was like, wow, this is our company? This is <laughs> so good. Uh,
2: that's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, we, we, we're going to do a couple quick questions before we do magic wand time, mm-hmm. I think. But I uh, I want to know, are there other Vermont companies that, that you admire out there that you kind of see? Because we're always... We give so much um, weight to what other entrepreneurs in the trenches think of what others are doing.
0: Yeah. So uh, wow. Uh, so we kind of I don't know I don't want to say graduated or whatever with Benchmark. Yep. Uh, you know Ryan and the team. They're awesome. I, I'm, I want to get down and look at their new space uh, uh, that they have. Uh, yeah, their
2: new lab is great, yeah. and, and I mean it's hard to believe that you know 3D printing uh, yeah. propulsion system for cube satellites um, yeah. and we're going to be in orbit yeah. this year I think we have three flights confirmed Yeah, and uh, I love yeah. I love that story because yeah. that's the the rocket scientist did walk in the door yeah. to VSAT and yeah. say hey I want to start a company Dave yeah. how do we do this and it's been a, a joy yeah. to be their first investor and, and yeah. champion and and work with them so yeah
0: and uh, uh, yeah Ryan's super awesome and his uh, advisor Darren you know uh, was a good colleague yeah. of ours so rest in peace um, um yeah so I think those guys are super you know they're, they're just great you know it's yeah. good yeah. to hear. good yeah. people hear. doing good things yep
1: um one thing I wanted to ask is it just if there's anything that our listeners can do to support Packetized right now
0: well we accept checks <laughs> 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 I financial, guess everyone says that financial right support. is this a crowdfunding <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> really uh yeah just go to our one now um Well, I think just become aware of uh, why moving to renewables is going to be a challenge. Um, I think everyone recognizes that, okay, the sun's not always out and the wind's not always blowing, so we need some way to store energy. And uh, I think the thought is, okay, we need batteries. Well, batteries kind of have their own costs, right? (laughs) They're expensive, and there's a lot of, you know, there's some issues with batteries in terms of, you know, the social impact, right? Where are you getting the materials from? How are you going to dispose of this stuff? You know, Uh, what Packetize is doing is using stuff that's already in the home to solve this problem, right? So you will need a hot water heater. Well, let us make it smart for you and help the grid. Okay, you want to buy an EV? That's awesome. You know, let us help you manage the charging of that to help the grid. So you don't also have to buy a you know a power wall or we don't have to put this huge grid battery system out yeah. there. So I think just become aware of uh, you know everything's with a great colleague of mine Dr. Jim Kay, at the university uh, he has a mantra that students know when they graduate which is graduation today they better be thinking about this is that engineering is all about trade-offs, right? Mm. And you know, yes, we can have clean energy but the trade-off is okay we have to manage the demand right. right and how are you going to do that
1: and any just quick tips for educating yourself on renewable energy any like you know resources you think are particularly with it
0: well uh soon you'll be able to download our app oh <laughs> see what i did there Dave? The, uh, <laughs> thank you for setting me up there from you know uh, what it's called yet uh, Nimble. It's the Nimble, Nimble. app by Packet has Energy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, by the time this broadcast, it should be in good shape. <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. Um, yeah. Is it either or or and with respect to your example of battery storage or it's smarter both. demand? It, yeah. it, it is, it's It is and. It's yeah.
0: one of the solutions. You know, we're not the full solution. We're part of the solution. Right? We need the
1: whole toolkit.
0: Yes. Right. We and need, you know, there's there's these charts that have like five or eight different things we need to do to reduce our carbon footprint, right? And, you know, we're, we're a portion of one of those slivers. and uh, But, you know, it's, it's electricity's not going away, right? And uh, if you look nation- worldwide, it's just going to be, a, you know, due to population growth in, you know, developing countries, it's just going to be more and more need for electricity. So, you know, it's going to have to be managed some way.
2: Well, I, I asked that because um, our seed fund, the Vermont Seed Fund, is the, the largest owner in Northern Reliability. Yeah. As an outside investor, yeah. which is a battery company. So yeah. I wanted to make sure you weren't a battery hater, and I didn't hear that. No, them. no, <laughs> no. Those guys okay. are great. a battery denier, maybe even yeah. worse, right? Yeah. So, yeah we've, okay.
0: uh, we've chatted with Jay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. It's Vermont. We kind of know everybody. I, they, well, <laughs> and, and you know
2: what? And, and all of these. Um, Young companies are doing really um, cutting-edge, important uh, things, yep. right? And the, the coordination, cooperation, the customer sharing, the leads, things like that, um, again, builds a sector, and it builds solutions, more yep. importantly. So pretty yep. nice to see. It's the Vermont advantage.
1: Absolutely. All right, Jeff. It's time. The time, time. has come. <laughs> uh, magic wand question if you could change one thing about Vermont today with a magic wand, what would it be?
0: Mm. I would say the snow is a little heavy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Looking for a little, uh... Looking for a little, <laughs> little bit New more Mexico powder. Light. I'm, I'm
0: Yeah, yeah. Some
1: light, fluffy powder. I'm yeah, all
0: for it. Yes, yeah, so... Right. Uh, it's not much I would change. It's, you know...
2: Is it because it sags power lines and causes disruption of the grid? That's absolutely I mean, it. Yeah. Is that it? Okay, that's, right. That's, right. That's, right. that's why you need North, uh, Northview Weather. We'll get Jay Schaefer on that. Yeah, right, we, right? yeah we, know Jay,
0: we know that Jay too. Yeah, actually we're uh, working with him on a new project. So. Ooh. yeah.
2: Well, another, another member, friend, and, yeah. and champion. So, Jeff, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and that of packetized energy today. It, it's I feel like we're in the mid-chapters. Yeah, I think headed, so, right?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we we got through the, the hard phase. Well, maybe not the hard phase, but <laughs> the first hard phase, right? Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Outstanding. You
1: can't wait.
2: This has been Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. This series is supported by the Vermont Technology Council and Consolidated Communications. We're thrilled this episode is brought to you by the Vermont Small Business Development Center. Please visit them at vtsbdc.org.